Hello and welcome back to Let's Get Weirding. I'm Bo North. And I'm Megan Sunday. On this show, we are discussing Frank Herbert's Dune series chapter by chapter. And today we're here to talk about chapters 29 and 30 of Children of Dune just as soon as we succumb to witchery. 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 Which is a word that gets thrown around <laughs> quite a bit in the in chapter 30, but we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. <laughs> this week is going to be a ride and a half, y'all. Oh my gosh, we have got two very different chapters, but they're very meaty, and we have a lot to talk about. So before we get into it, uh, let's let Jody read the epigraph for this, this chapter. Uh, do your thing, Jody. In this age, when the means of human transport include devices which can span the deeps of space and trans time, and other devices which can carry men swiftly over virtually impassable planetary surfaces, it seems odd to think of attempting long journeys afoot. Yet this remains the primary means of travel on Arrakis, a fact attributed partly to preference and partly to the brutal treatment which this planet reserves for anything mechanical. In the strictures of Arrakis, human flesh remains the most durable and reliable resource for the Hodge. Perhaps it is the implicit awareness of this fact which makes Arrakis the ultimate mirror of the soul. Handbook of the Hodge It's nice not to have to do these I know. <laughs> Okay, so with that being said... I like how it's it's 9.15 here at night, and there's, uh-huh. like, a massive truck just backing in somewhere. <laughs> I like, can't hear it if that... <laughs> it's just all of a sudden, my neighbor across the street drives a, a big truck, but he's already home. I saw it earlier, mm-hmm. so who are you, mystery truck? <laughs> Go away. Uh-huh. Well. <laughs> I hope everyone has remembered that the twins are nine, but they're not really nine, because the nine-year-olds right. just straight up murking people this week. Yeah, so we've got Ghani <laughs> making her way back to the Sitch, and um, she's having a... She's, uh, let's see, she's getting all of her energy, I guess, from rage at this yeah. point. <laughs> yeah, she's, because you know, any- stricken, because she's still... Because remember, she believes her brother is dead. She has convinced yeah. herself entirely. Mm-hmm. And now she's just like, I got no time for tears. Mm-hmm. I, there's killing to be done. There's there's revenge. And there's a neat little part here about Fremen culture where she thinks about how some people would think that Fremen don't have a conscience because mm-hmm. of the way that they act. But she's just, just like, you very know. very nuanced Form yeah, of a conscience. she's yeah. like, of course we have a conscience. Like every every human, every person has a conscience. It's just that it's for us. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I would say it's like the framework is different mm-hmm. with the Fremen, and this is what I wanted to bring this up because to me, like Gani and Leto, like they're so much. And I mean, granted, because their mother was Fremen, and because they have all that Fremen ancestry living inside of them like there's so much more mm-hmm. i feel like than paul like oh yeah pa- paul was always gonna be an outsider like he can't he he never had those like lived experiences that 
that the twins have and it seems like they're just so much like more of a of a leader and they know more about their world and their culture than mm-hmm. Paul ever could. Oh, for sure. Yeah. She thinks that, you know, what it is is that to outsiders, it would seem like later she mentions, you know, a ritual where, well, not a ritual, but like a practice where when someone comes, you know, a visitor arrives, if it, especially if they're unexpected, mm-hmm. they get a spotlight basically shine in their face so that people can see who they are. And decide whether or not they're going going to kill them. Um, and she just thinks that, you know, other people might feel guilty about things like that, about practices like that. But that's the Fremen, con- you know, conscience is that they can't afford to. Yeah, because you know? they have been driven from place to place and have been forced into this, like, sort of, you know, this very warrior-like lifestyle that they mm-hmm. live. They can't afford to feel guilty about things mm-hmm. like, well, when Paul and Jessica were first discovered and they're basically like, well, kill them. Mm-hmm. Because if you start just, you know, letting people go, they're going to tell everyone where you live, mm-hmm. where your water is. So you you have to protect, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's like you have to protect the whole before you protect yourself. And that's exactly sort of, that's the Fremen conscience is that they're all about protecting their people and they're, you know. Or they were, <laughs> I should say. Yeah, now we're going to get really, um, I don't want to say gatekeepy, but Ghani has a lot of thoughts about mm-hmm. a lot of people who say they're Fremen in this chapter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she says something about, doesn't she say like um, lace, lace, lace shirts, shirt Fremen, Fremen <laughs> which is poses. Yeah. <laughs> Those are Fremen. Ouch, Ghani. <laughs> So she she gets back, but she notices that the aforementioned light that's supposed to be used to blind newcomers is just sort of pouring out into the desert, which she's just Mm -hmm. like, oh, my God. Someone's just standing there with the door open, which is in the old days. An antechamber. Like you enter this antechamber, a door closes behind you, and then they do the light thing so that there's not just light pouring into the desert telling everyone, hey, there's, you know, settlement here. Mm -hmm. Um, So she's just like, ugh. Who the heck is doing that? <laughs> uh, so she sees some people come out. So she hides to, to be able to watch and see who they are. Mm-hmm. Bear in mind, she is still, she's got like a giant tiger wound on her leg. Yeah. And her arm. And yeah. her arm. Her arm is pretty much useless. Yeah. So it's two, it's man and a woman. Mm-hmm. It takes far too long for her to be like, oh, I guess they're not making out, which is like, <laughs> hey, Gani. <laughs> Calm down. So the man is Palambasha. Yep. Who is the grandson of one of the knaves who died during Paul's Jihad. He teaches math. He sucks, apparently. She <laughs> yeah, he's not like, think very highly of him at all. She said, or I think, like, what did they say that, like, Palambasha tried to teach Mwadib through math? And I'm like, uh, Sounds no, fun. thank you. <laughs> the, the church shut that down. They were like, yeah. no, we're going to stop that. Yeah. And it basically, this is an entire like section about Frank Herbert just kind of shitting on like organized <laughs> education. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he says thanks. he was a mind slaver and his enslaving process could be understood with extreme simplicity. He transferred technical knowledge without a transfer of values. Okay, but also it's math. 
I mean, I just, I personally am not good at math. I don't care for math. I don't see what values other than, you know, numerical. Yeah. I you're, mean, you're getting, math is but... important. I get it. It it does every, it like runs the world. I get it. I just don't need to know about it. <laughs> <laughs> I personally do not right. feel the need to know math. <laughs> uh, that is not for me. Right. But basically, he's... He's the math teacher, and Gandhi's just like, should have figured it was him. She realizes that he is wearing a belt attached to which is the transmitter for the Laser Tigers. Laser Tigers, R.I.P. R.I.P. Laser Tigers. Uh, We'll never forget you. Nope. And he keeps just, like, pressing the button, like, that's going to change anything. (laughs) (laughs) Like, calling the elevator over and over again. Yeah, exactly. Where's the tigers? Where are my tigers? Where are my tigers? Oh, shit. Uh, So... Also, though, I like that he's clearly a little anxious about this because he's, mm-hmm. you know, out there, he's pressing the button. But he and the woman, who we'll find out about in a second, are mm-hmm. also kind of flirting. Oh, it's yeah. very weird. Like, it's like, okay, yeah. guys, what's going on out here? They're like, ooh, we're being dangerous. Yeah. We're like, killing oh. children. <laughs> we're killing children with trained we're- tigers. <laughs> Sexy. So hot. Ugh. Like oh, okay, no thank you. So, Gani. Uh, oh my gosh, this is so this good. Is amazing. She basically like she takes the tube from her um, frame tent or whatever her tent, uh, still tent I guess, and she like finds a needle in her frame kit and like gets it into the hollow point of her Chris knife so it can get the poison. And it's like all of this takes her forever because she's hurt. And like, yeah, it's she's her like dominant doing this one-handed, hand. basically. Yeah. And she makes a little blow gun because she was like, I can't use my gun gun because it gets right. too loud. So honestly, packing these guns was worthless. Let's I just, know. What was the point? <laughs> what was the point of these guns? Yeah. But she made them down. Oh, yeah. First of all, she gets this idea because she calls on her, you know, her ancestral memories or whatever, and remembers a an Assyrian priestess who used this, like, you know, sort of a, a similar quick and dirty dark gun. She basically makes a blow dart gun. Yep. And it's awesome. <laughs> And she even takes time to look around and notice that there are biting flies out so that Mm -hmm. he won't think it's weird that he's felt something, like, prick him. He'll just assume he got bitten by, like, a horse fly, which, oh, God, the horror. Oh, God. I hate horse flies. They are disgusting. It hurts if they bite you. They're just... I once had to They're way too big. My husband, because I was home, and he was like, well, why aren't you coming in the house? And I was like, because there is a horse fly on the window of the car and I'm just mm. staying here until it leaves <laughs> because if I try to leave this car that horsefly will bite me. Yeah. And I do not wish to be bitten by him. Yeah, they're fucking mean and I hate them. And also you're a horsefly, I am not a horse. <laughs> so get a little more awareness of yourself. <laughs> uh, so she shoots the start, of course hits the mark cuz she's gaudy. Yeah. And so she, well, she decides to shoot him because at first she's like, all right, which one of these two am I going to do? Because I can only do one of these. Mm-hmm. She remembers the woman. Uh, her name is Muraz, which mm-hmm. there is another character named Muraz in the same book. I don't know. Frank didn't have a chart. 
<laughs> um, yeah, he didn't make a Bible. That. Yeah. He didn't have, like, a wall. Yeah. Also, sometimes in this world, people have the same name. I just, you know, I mean, I know several Mikes. I'm just saying. And she decides, well, I'm going to take him out because apparently the Muraz is just, like, a Paul Basha groupie. Like, yeah. Ew. He's Connie was like, oh, no yeah, she's math teachers, but he's the math teacher who no one likes. She's one. Of, well, I guess because he's from like a Knives family and, you know, maybe they were I, prominent. I, I don't know. Maybe they had some sway and some swag. I don't know. Did a lot of water. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe he, someone brought back a bunch of spoils from the jihad. That's true. Yeah. So he gets hit by the start. He mm-hmm. kind of like swipes at his arm. She says something like, "Ah, you know, too bad. Mm-hmm. You got bit by a fly. And then he just starts to fall over. Right. right. I like it because he's like, like he laughs. Princess Bride. Like he's laughing and then just kind of falls over. And she like is trying to hold him. And then she's like, oh, God. Um, and then Gani just shows up and just puts a knife against this woman's waist. Because that's all she could reach. Because, again, mm-hmm. she is nine years old. Yeah. And she's like, well. <laughs> she's you like pet. my knife is poisoned so don't make any sudden movements and you can let yeah. go of him he's dead do not fuck with me i am not to be fucked with i also like that they know specifically that she says all this in a conversational tone she's like yeah. hey what's up don't <laughs> fuck with me <laughs> i mean i'd be terrified if a nine-year-old came up and put a, a knife to my waist and's like hey what's <laughs> up don't fuck with me what have you got <laughs> a knife <laughs> a poison knife at that. <laughs> like, oh god, <laughs> I don't trust a nine-year-old with a knife, much less a poison one. So now we have ended. So this is <laughs> like so Ghani has brought herself back. We don't know what she's, you know, we've mm-hmm. learned here that they the traitor who was running the tigers mm-hmm. uh was one of their own, as yeah. it were. Like so it's totally an inside job. Yeah, and she's thinking there's probably more than just, you know, mm -hmm. just him. And so we're going to go from that to uh, some incredible sartorial choices. Oh, my God. Megan, when I was was reading this chapter, I texted you (laughs) immediately. I was like, I am going to have things to say about Faradin and his sartorial choices. Because, honey, he is... Choice to be emperor, and he is loving it. Oh my god, yeah, he's feeling pretty jazzed about the whole like <laughs> the fact that the a nine year old has been eaten by a tiger. He's but pretty jazzed about it. First, oh yeah, yeah. Before we get started, <laughs> uh, Jody, take it away. In all major socializing forces, you will find an underlying movement to gain and maintain power through the use of words. From witch doctor to priest to bureaucrat, it is all the same. A governed populace must be conditioned to accept power words as actual things, to confuse the symbolized system with the tangible universe. In the maintenance of such a power structure, certain symbols are kept out of the reach of common understanding. Symbols such as those dealing with economic manipulation or those which define the local interpretation of sanity. Symbol secrecy of this form leads to the development of fragmented sublanguages, 
each being a signal that its users are accumulating some form of power. With this insight into a power process, our Imperial Security Force must be ever alert to the formation of sub-languages. Lecture to the Arakeen War College by the Princess Irulan Okay. <laughs> I like that people like it. I do too. Makes me happy. Yeah, they should. Um, yeah. So we're back on Seleucus Secundus. Mm-hmm. And it is dramatic. Oh my god. Seleucus Secundus today. Yeah, it is oh. days of our lives. Paradin <laughs> is now Eddie Redmayne from Jupiter Ascending. <laughs> He's like, I guess I'm in charge of the universe, yeah. and here I go. He has uh, decided to uh greet his new quote unquote guests in um Shaddam's command room or whatever, like one of his wolves. Yeah, it's like his audience room. Mm. So he's feeling pretty, like you said, he's pretty jazzed. The word has gone around that Leto is dead mm-hmm. and that Ghani is being held hostage by Alia. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, oh, so that's why Duncan Idaho and Lady Jessica were coming here because they knew everything was going to shit back on Arrakis. <laughs> but he's also like, hey, you know what? Maybe I will take this throne. Uh, Alia has ostensibly agreed to undergo a trial of possession, mm-hmm. uh, but they have not put this on the books, and his spies are just like, yeah, that's not ever going to happen. She's just doing lip service. Yeah. And there's a lot of fighting um, between the various sects of the Fremen now, mm-hmm. and so he's just feeling pretty good. He's just like, well... All right, so so Jessica and Duncan are brought in in floating suspenser chairs. Which, Uh, automatically amazing. I would love that. That's comfort. Thank you for this. But also, on the other end of that spectrum of comfort is that they are wrapped in Shiga wire. So if they move at all, it'll cut them. Yeah. So, Um, like, I guess if you have to be perfectly still... It would help to be in a comfortable chair. This is true. And uh, so Jessica's looking around. She's just like, all right. So she's looking at the, you know, the lions and all the decorations and getting the lay of the land. And Mm -hmm. then she sees (laughs) Farah. I'm going to read this. Yeah. Oh, wait. There's a one thing I do want to note. There's a a deaf guard standing in the corner. So if she tries to use the voice, he's got he's got his own blow dart gun. Everyone's and, got blow darts this week. Yeah, I know. It's like the them weapon. <laughs> um, so right. if, she's, if she tries to voice people, he blow darts her and she dies. So that, you know, Jessica's like, okay, I get it. So, Faradin had chosen to receive the captives while standing. So, you know, he's already just like, hello, welcome to <laughs> my throne room. <laughs> he wore uniform shorts and a light golden jacket of elf silk open at the throat. His only decoration was the princely starburst of his royal family worn at the left breast. <laughs> so he is wearing, uh, like, a jacket, no shirt, shorts, and a brooch. No <laughs> shoes, ostensibly, because we hear uh, good old Jack-Jack's uh, wearing his big boots, but we don't hear what Fred's wearing. So he is just... <laughs> <laughs> In a so gold good. jacket with a brooch, little shorts, loving it. I love it. 
amazing. Oh my god, I'm getting a cramp. <laughs> it's too funny. I'm sorry. Formal shorts are not words well, that, that belong together. I know it is, uh, but I and but I really don't feel like I. I imagine that when Frank Herbert wrote this, since he put uniform shorts, he was picturing like a Bermuda short and they go to the knee and maybe a cuff, mm. like, you know. <laughs> that is but not, no, what, I'm not what I'm picturing. <laughs> no. <laughs> mm. I'm talking about some little Burt Reynolds shorts. You know? No, this is full on like Lil Nas X. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I, I mean, he's love- in great shape. Just I would, throw on the booty shorts. I know. I would absolutely kill to see Farratton just taking a, a stripper pole <laughs> down to Arrakis. <laughs> Twerking on a giant sandworm. That would be amazing. <laughs> this is just my endorsement for the Call Me By Your Name video. It's so good. It's such a catchy song. It is. Oh my it's God, really it's... good. So... Mm. <laughs> so he's <laughs> <Sorry>. like here <laughs> I am yeah <laughs> hello <laughs> and he's just like so Lady Jessica what do you got to say for yourself and she's just <laughs> like uh what's going on with the Shiga wire man <laughs> yeah. he's like you know appearances <laughs> and he's trying to do like a whole speech he has this whole thing planned and then his mom walks in she's just like <laughs> Got a message block. I got a message cube for you, which apparently just like plays the message across it. Like one of those things you put in the back of a car. Very. That's very Doctor Who. It's like it's, you know, it's a bus telling you where it's going. (laughs) So she goes up, gives him the cube. He reads the cube. And then he's just like, hmm. And Jessica's just like, all right. Duncan's Mm -hmm. avoiding her gaze. Yeah. And friends just like, okay, so the Benny Gesserit are mad at me <laughs> because they think I killed your grandson. Yeah, they've lodged a formal complaint. Ooh. <laughs> La dee dee. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she's just like, huh. And then she says, well, did you? And he's <laughs> like, no, it wasn't my plan. I, I know I was told what happened. Yeah. But after it was already set in motion and it wasn't my plan. And she's just like, uh uh-huh. She's like looking at his mom. She's looking at Winnie. Yeah. It's just Winnie there. And it's like, mm-hmm, yeah. He's uh. like, you know, if it if it helps, I think it's pretty tacky and I wasn't on board. But I'm not going to lie. I'm not sorry about the result. He's like, you still got another one. That's yeah. neat for you. Like, be glad <laughs> about that. Uh, he lets Jessica see the cube. Which, even his mom is like, she should not look at this cube. And he's like, it's fine, let her read the cube. And of course, there's a secret message in it that's basically like, Jessica, we're going to figure this shit out. Yeah. Wink. (laughs) More on that later. Yeah. Um, So, this is my favorite part in the entire (laughs) book. Which is, Jessica's just like, okay, so what, what are you planning? How are you planning to respond to this? Mm-hmm. And uh, when Ishia is just like, well, since he's not formally invested as the head of the house, uh, I'm decided. Wait, what? And she turns and Franz just leaving. It's so good. He's I'm like, gonna try I'm this not, with my mom. I'm I'm not officially like if I'm not the 
invested as the future emperor, I don't give a shit about this. So I'm yeah. going to go back and read some books. Yeah, I'm going to do stuff that I like to do. Thanks. No thanks. I, I'm not here. And she's just <laughs> like, what? He goes, look, you have made distasteful decisions mm -hmm. in my name. Yeah. And so either I make the own decisions in my own name or you find another heir for House Carino. Mm. Mm. I picture him like looking around the room like I don't I don't see anybody. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, only children. And really Jessica and Duncan are just like, oh, this is awkward. <laughs> you show up at someone's house and they're fighting like, oh, no. Yeah. And then like. There's some talk about, you know, Aaliyah, uh, Aaliyah, I don't know why I keep saying that. I think because that's how he does it in the audiobook. Aaliyah and, um, you know, Farhan is like, oh, you fight, <laughs> like, you expect me to believe that you're fighting with your daughter? Atreides fights Atreides and she just kind of looks at him and his mother is like, Carino fights Carino. <laughs> He's which like, is hey. very excellent. <laughs> which is great because... His mom is pissed, and he's just like, that was a good one. No, I like that. <laughs> yeah. Like you. It's like, maybe you're regretting your whole, like, hissy fit about how you wouldn't let yourself be seduced. I don't know. I'm just saying. You're kind of like, hey, lady. Hmm, all right. <laughs> yeah. Something's working for me here. Yeah. Everything that Jessica says when she is just like, don't listen to her. Oh, my God. She's a witch. Don't listen to the witch. And he's like, mom, I will listen to who I want to. He has to, like, turn to Kamek and be like, have I been witched? Has there been witchery upon me? And he's like, I don't think so. And she's like, well, then you've both been witched. And he's like, oh, we've both been witched. Oh, no. Like, Shut <laughs> up, mom. Because she also says, you know, uh, when she officially says, like, with, you know, Kenick is the witness, you're the emperor. Like, you mm -hmm. know, your formal investiture will be tomorrow. Now you can act as the, you're the acting emperor. Yeah. So now everything she says, he's just like, mm, acting emperor. Hmm. Nope, nope, nope. Acting emperor right here. That's me. <laughs> yeah. So Jessica's just like, yeah, no, honestly, Alia is doing what she wants for Alia. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I would like to let you know that I came here all on my own. And I would like to work with you. But mm -hmm. I need you to uh, let me go. <laughs> yeah. Like, I need to have free reign over this shit. Like, I need to be the lady of the house for a while. And, you know, I need to have, like, the free reign. I need to be able to do what I need to do. But, like, what I will do will help mm -hmm. you. Yeah. And she's just like, I just, I think this will work out for everyone. And meanwhile, mm -hmm. Duncan's just like, or, like, no, <laughs> Duncan, don't talk. And yeah, she keeps saying, like, why is he talking? <laughs> Basically. I mean, or she's thinking that, like, shut up, Duncan, you're going to ruin everything. And he says, you know, I'm here for your education. Mm -hmm. And, you know. Well, let me backtrack yeah. a little bit because part of the Benny Gesserit message or whatever, like, they want to lodge this complaint and House Carino has to answer it. They have to appear before like a board or something, you know, like a committee and explain mm -hmm. themselves or they'll be in trouble, like with the lens rod or whatever. So like it, it, this has put Farodden in kind of a pickle because like he could like they could be like, well, 
things on Arrakis aren't going so great. The Atreides, not so good. Um, you know, so it could go either way. And Jessica's like, look, if you want this to go your way, if you want this to be smoothed over, make it look like I came here of my own free will. I will say I came here of my mm-hmm. own free will, but... Like, if I'm bound up <laughs> in floating chairs and razor wire, it's not going to look like <laughs> I came here of my own free will, so I need to be able to move around. And um, that's part of it. So, like, that's that's kind of, like, why they get into it. But also, she, she figures out, she goes, <laughs> Duncan does something very dramatic. It will, like, so, he said, so first, before we get to the drama, because Duncan mm-hmm. is... Oh my I'm not God. having a good day. No. He's saying, like, well, you know, what would the Benny Gesserit want from this? Like, what, what's right. in it for them? And she says, they would want you to marry Ganama. Yeah. Like, they would want you to marry her. And Duncan is basically like, well, I was going to say that the Benny Gesserit just want no one to mess with them. And she's like, Duncan, no. Mm. <laughs> uh, here's the part. And then Franz is like, yeah. That makes sense, but I don't know why you would tell me that. Like, who told you to say anything? At which point, Duncan shrugs with his eyebrows, because we're all shrugging yes. in Children of Dune, even when we can't move. And Duncan, at this point, is like, I'm going to lay some mentat on them all and just start, like, figuring shit out. Jessica's like, please do not help. Yeah. <laughs> Shh, Duncan. No one brought you here to talk. Uh, so he's basically just, you know... The, the the spacing someone someone has compromised this because the spacing guild was used to smuggle the tigers mm-hmm. and that's going to make them part of this whole thing which they do not want to be no uh so they're going to be pissed uh the betty jesuit are pissed because you know they he took out one of their little pawns in their breeding program yeah and He's just like, at this point, like, Fred's like, okay, I already said I didn't do that. Are you saying I'm a liar? And he's like, no, but I just wanted to point all that out again. <laughs> that's when Jessica's like, stop. stop so Jessica helping. also points out, like, this is important because she says, you know, has it never occurred to any of you that you could just, you know, marry my granddaughter and all this would be fine? And he's like, yeah, it's occurred to me, but <laughs> let's not be hasty. I mean, he can't be tied down. Am I right, ladies? <laughs> no. Um, he, he just found out he's going to be emperor. He has read so many books. He's got his little shorts on. He's got his shorts on. He's, he's, he's having a day. Himself. Yeah. But also, then, she's nine. Yeah. He says... Um, oh, boy. Oh, boy. He says... It's also... They've also off said that I should marry Alia. And Duncan is like... Duncan's like... <laughs> Yeah, he, like, jerks or something in his chair, and it cuts him. Well, so, this happens, so this is, like, a double thing that happens. So, Jessica has this moment where she's thinking about, you know, everything's going to happen. The only compromise is that Faradin would marry Ghani, and Mm -hmm. that she's wondering why Alia hasn't foreseen this as a possibility that someone will suggest. Mm-hmm. And she just has this moment where she's just like, you know, it's e- I can pity Alia now, and Gotti pities her because she's abomination. 
Mm-hmm. No one's here to pity Borgani, who's nine years old and just lost her brother, and now we're like, uh, you're gonna marry this guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know, she's so they, they she's just like, look, the Betty Jesser didn't tell me any of this. They tricked me too. Mm-hmm. But I know what they would want to do, and that's what they yeah. would want to do. And then this is what he says that, you know, we've we've heard some rumors that Alia might suggest that we get married and Duncan, yeah, Duncan jerks out of surprise and cuts his hand Mm -hmm. and she's just sort of like, ah. And, uh, Duncan's just like, are are you gonna say yes? (laughs) He's like, I don't know, I'm thinking about it. (laughs) Jessica's like, Duncan, shut up. Yeah. I said to shut up. Yeah. And then he says, you know, well, so at this point, so Jessica's trying to like now, like she's like, okay, we're gonna bring this ball back. Let's, <laughs> let's get control of the situation again. You two stop, whatever this is. Yeah. And she says, you know, the the Benny Jesuit just want to control everyone, the Atreides and the House Carino. Like mm-hmm. that's the obvious thing. Yeah. And so he says, well, all right, we're thinking about accepting your offer, and we'll just send Duncan back to his wife. And Duncan at this point's like, all right, I guess got to do something dramatic here, I guess. And so he deliberately <laughs> cuts his wrist. Yeah. On the wire so that cuts his artery yeah everyone will like will let him out and get medical aid and like bundle him off to and ron's like i didn't say i was gonna marry his wife she's like that's not why he did it <laughs> no i love this because while everyone is distracted like tacanic's trying to get the medics in they're trying to like get uh duncan out of the chair and get him like you know healed or whatever Jessica decides I'm gonna go into a quick little trance. Just a quick little trance. <laughs> just, just, just a couple minutes. Pop in and out. Like won't take but a second. Be back in two shakes. <laughs> and she goes into this trance and she's like, "Oh, I think the Benny Jesuit are like behind all of this." Yeah, she's like, "Well, we think, think, think. Yep, no, nope, yep. that's them. They want to. Yeah, they're still after a quiz at Chatterack." Yeah, that's what they're trying to do. That's why they want these two married. They think that they can tr- control Faradin, which, I mean, they probably could. Like, no offense to him, but they've had centuries, <laughs> millennia, probably, to, like, get good at this. Uh, he So Jessica's like, well, that's not why he did that. And Faradin's like, oh, I thought he was just getting himself out of here. And she's like, you're not that dumb. <laughs> like, don't play dumb. Uh, she also is kind of like, he reminds me, he, he reminds her a lot of Leto the first. I quotes him a couple of times and she's kind of just like, all right, you know, you've yeah. been doing your reading. And so he's, he says that he's obviously not going to accept Alia because he knows Alia would destroy him, mm-hmm. which I appreciate in a myriad of ways of using that word. Because I, I don't want to believe that he's just in front of her mother going like, destroy me. But like, <laughs> damn, I don't even know. <laughs> she would ruin me. Brother, you have no idea. I mean, I I feel like we have been very open about the fact that we love Faradin a lot. But he definitely, mm-hmm. he's definitely one of those guys simping on Twitter for that, like, Resident <laughs> Evil vampire lady. Oh, my God. <laughs> the Borg Queen. <laughs> He's just like, look at that. Like, <laughs> I like this lady. She's very tall. She's very busty. Well, she's going to kill me. I like it. Um, and she's just like, 
he goes, yeah, the Betty Jes, even not even the Betty Jesuit could expect me to accept Alia. <laughs> like, oh, oh, I know. Uh, and then she's like, well, are you going to banish your mom? And he's like, yeah, sounds like a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, that's it. That's like my con- you have to make like a show of like, you know, disciplining the you know, that you weren't involved in this. Mm-hmm. And the best way to do it is to banish your mom. And <laughs> she's, his mom is like, what? Like, I don't like this. And he's like, yeah, mom, why don't you go somewhere else? Yeah. With this. Uh, go peace, go peace see out, your ruin for a while. <laughs> and poor Duncan is just like, I'm tired. I'm so tired of you people. Because they bring him back in, and he, she says, Mentats should beware of absolutes. Mm-hmm. He's just like, I'm tired. Like, whatever, <laughs> man. And Oh, Duncan, you better pace yourself, bud. He's just like, this is pretty, Broaden's like, this is pretty sweet. Her <laughs> son didn't have, her son had a Betty Jesuit, you know, because she was there. And now mm-hmm. I have a Betty Jesuit. That's pretty cool. Um... He he thinks like that's the one thing Paul had that he didn't, and I was like, uh, yeah, uh. but he doesn't know. I mean, who knows what he knows of any of that? Like honestly, yeah. at this point, like it's so become legend mm-hmm. that it's still he might not have any clue about the water of life and all the rest of it. True. Um, and so they let Jessica out. Uh, Tacanix is like, uh, what happened while I was gone? <laughs> What's going on? And he says like, no, it's fine. <laughs> She's staying, <laughs> but she's like, I'm going to take over your education. I'm going to teach you the Bene Gesserit ways. And he literally says, it. like, he, yeah, like, you could just, he practically pops a boner on the page. <laughs> but it's like, he's like, no, that's the one offer I can't refuse. Well, because he says, you know, I've read a lot of books. I've seen mm-hmm. a lot of reels by some things you can only learn by doing. Mm-hmm. And she realizes that he has been obviously studying the Atreides ways of mm-hmm. doing stuff. And she's like, all right, like there's yeah. merit to that, you know, cause he's developed even like his own battle language. With yeah. His hands and stuff. So she's like, all right, I can do something with this. Mm-hmm. I can mother a child. <laughs> uh, uh, I can find th- one. I mean, in theory. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I found this one. Uh, <laughs> and he's my boy now, I guess. Um, sure. <laughs> Precious little son. I, those other ones, they're out. They're out now. <laughs> We're done his with them. Little, his little shorts. His little shorts, his little jacket. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's so funny. I hope he's not wearing that stupid skull cap thing that he has to wear in the miniseries. I'm going to say he's not. No. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 yeah. I, I would prefer he didn't. Yeah, no, I think let's <laughs> not. <laughs> Let's not bring any any of those fashions into this. The Aww. first the first movie, yes, iconic. Or the first miniseries, sure, yes, iconic. But the second, ooh. Yeah, they were just throwing things around the second one. They were just and like, poor I Arulin, don't know. man. She uh, I was like, did y'all sew her into these dresses? Well, she's a stepmother now. She has to be sedate. She can't be running mm-hmm. around and, you know, butterfly. Butterfly True. gowns anymore. No, it's all turtlenecks and long sleeves from here till death, I guess. Uh, that's what happens, I think. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway. I'll be 40 soon, and I assume that's what happens. 
Well, I mean, I'm 43 and I'm not there yet. They haven't come for you to sew you <laughs> into your turtlenecks. <laughs> I don't own turtlenecks. I can't wear them. I don't no, like I, stuff I, no. I don't like stuff around my neck. Um. Well, I mean, they're not going to ask. It's just what happens, I guess. True. I don't know. <laughs> but that's the end of the chapter. Oh my god, stuff is happening, guys. This. The, this was a fun couple of chapters. I'm not going to lie. Like, I loved it. I love Ghani's chapter. I loved her, like, thinking about, you know, when she was an Assyrian princess and, or priestess and all She's of like, this I guess I got to assassinate some people. <laughs> yeah, I love this chapter with, like, let's do this shit. You know, the Seleucus Sakunas gang, it's all good. This is good stuff. And it's good to see, uh, look. As, as uncomfortable as it makes us all, it is good to see them in a scenario where Fraden is coming into his own because yeah. he is he is going to marry this nine-year-old who fully kills people. <laughs> yeah. So he better learn to do some stuff for when yeah. that eventually happens. Or yeah. else, you know. <laughs> or else he's just not going to be good enough, honestly. Well, I mean... We've discussed this before, so it's not necessarily spoilers, but I do like that she's basically just like, you can write your books and it'll mm-hmm. be great. You can just live in your library, wear all the little <laughs> short shorts you want. <laughs> um, but FYI. I'll be, I'll be ruling. Don't, don't worry, don't worry about, about that. that. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry your pretty little head about any of that stuff. <laughs> going to keep you here behind the scenes. Yeah. Like, I feel like Ghani... Ha- I, I will talk about this after the fact, but, like, had the roles been reversed between Leto and Ghani, like, that would have been... She would have been fearsome. My God. Ghani yeah. Worm? Mm-hmm. The world wasn't ready. No. There no. was no... But I wonder... I bet there is some AU fic out there where, where it is like that. So... I would read that. I was perusing... The, oh the fanfics, as I do. <laughs> and I was looking... A lot of Dune stuff that is, like, recent is mm-hmm. almost entirely based on the trailer. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's pretty... Timmy. Yeah, there's a lot of the very clear, like, I am writing this about Timothy Chalamet. Mm-hmm. Or I am writing this about Jason Momoa in this, this trailer. Mm-hmm. Um... A lot of people are writing some, uh, like, crossover AU, call me by your name shit, which let's not bring Army Hammer into shit anymore. <laughs> let's yeah. not do that. And uh, we only respect one call me by your name now. <laughs> and <laughs> It's true. <laughs> but a lot of people are just, and I respect this, are just writing, like, Dune stuff. Mm-hmm. It's not the usual like not the usual I don't disrespect fan fiction that way mm-hmm. not as many people are writing about people in dune fucking as mm. they could be uh it is oh, mostly so like just i want to write about storytelling yeah. yeah okay uh, a gotcha. lot of people though do write a lot of stuff about fade uh, i can see that yeah yeah because i mean you get that character who doesn't have a whole lot of like you know developed characterization it's supposed mm-hmm. to be super hot and young mm-hmm. i get it yeah. Uh, but 
so many there are a lot of tags for piter which i am uncomfortable with no i i know it, it no. wasn't i don't believe mm-hmm. they were sexual for the most part i didn't see if there were any <laughs> um i think it's just because people are intrigued by that character especially if mm. they don't know anything about the books i don't know mm-hmm. maybe they're just super into the david dusmalkian i don't know which good <laughs> for them like yeah i follow him on instagram he seems like a cool dude but mm-hmm. i don't want to write fan fiction about Piter just because of it no um, mm-mm, mm-mm. so no 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 but that no, was my but I, I didn't i didn't go too far because i do know from previous times doing this that then people <laughs> do get a little weird with shit and i just mm. don't like to even see the tags yeah well if anyone knows of an au um fic featuring you know gani as you know the god empress em- god empress oh that sounds so cool oh my god it sounds so much better mm. i like it so I'm much sorry, more but a female i'm sorry a female like ruler villain is always the best that's why we should have gotten dark ray mm-hmm. and it's although just- not with those ridiculous teeth no, that was I don't know what that was about. I was like, why? Sometimes <laughs> this, I see concept art and I'm like, have you looked at any like of this before? Something from Harry Potter. Like, what the fuck? I did not understand what any of that was. Yeah, it's like I, we when just you see, rewatched that a few a few days ago for some reason. Why do you do this to yourself? You don't I, like Rise of Skywalker. I mean, well, you know why I told you. Okay, no, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> Sorry. And then Shut I up. You right out. Um, mm. shrug so <laughs> yeah I I mean I can't I, the things I watch in my life I was, re- was watching Rogue One the other day we won't discuss why I don't like to think about that part of myself so yeah it's it's just it's so much it's so awesome it's why like Thor Ragnarok was so cool yes it's like I mean, not just with Hela, but also, like, Val. And now, I think in the next Thor movie, like, so it's going to feature Val as, like, you know, the king of Asgard, which is freaking awesome. And Jane is Lady Thor. I know! Ah, so good. Yes, very Uh, exciting. But anyway, God Empress sounds boss. It does. And that would have been pretty cool but i don't know that we were necessarily going to get that in a book authored by frank herbert yeah true true although i don't know we'll talk we'll talk about that more when we get to chapter house and heretics <laughs> don't want to talk about heretics dune <laughs> oh come on heretics is boss <laughs> <laughs> don't steal my word and don't say <laughs> don't use it for heretics of dune uh <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. So I'm going <laughs> to let you talk, and I'm going to drink tea. <laughs> okay. Well, on that note, uh, we have a new review. And, oh, no, you know what? I think I read that in the last episode. I did. Okay. Yeah, we read our last review. Um, but do you want to save the letter for question, for the video episode? Yeah, the letter. We got a new letter. It was very sweet. Uh, mm-hmm. Liked it a lot. But it did have questions for our video episode, so I think we'll save it for that. Yes. Uh, but that's pretty much it for this week. As always, you can find us over at thespool.net, where we write about film and television. We are on Twitter and Instagram at WeirdingPod. You could also send us a letter to weirdingpodcast at gmail.com. 
So um, that's going to do it for this week. Uh, until next time, everyone, be nice. Take, Take your, spice. your spice. Or a nine-year-old might kill you. Mm-hmm. Bye. Music this episode comes from Descant and Sight of Wonders. Find more of their music at epidemicsound.com. Epigraphs were read by Jody Skinner, and our theme song is Tiger Lily, provided by Josh Whiteman. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts.